0: Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast, presented by Dirt Two Media, and let's try it again. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, starting off with some technical difficulties, had some new uh, new software that uh, didn't want to play nice here to start. But uh, we're back for the so- like the fourth time.
1: The software knows us. It's uh, it's on uh, delay.
0: yes so
1: hopefully we're back for for good now Um, is is our mics working because i can't hear us in the headsets here
0: yeah you just probably need a little more
1: i'm getting old (laughs) yeah you
0: got you got it now i got you now yeah Yeah, we're we're here um (laughs) so anyway uh but excited as i was saying earlier um absolutely because we have and i'm I'm just going to be honest um out of all the drivers that we've met during this, um, we've got one in studio with us tonight that is uh, probably hands down one of my favorite. Um, the the crazy thing is, uh, this guy reached out to to me, um, reached out to the Facebook page uh, for Throttled Up years ago and said, "Man, I just found you on the internet. You guys are pretty awesome." and and um, then he started becoming a listener. He was on uh, with a Zoom interview yeah. with us at one point, but uh, quickly became fast friends. And I, it was uh, there a couple years. I Anytime you were at a racetrack, I was over there bothering you and messing with you.
2: So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Excited to have him with us here today, but it is the driver of the number sixty-eight, uh, both his house or his family-owned modified and the Mastersville house car. Welcome to the program. It is Mr. Adam Stricker. So, Adam, thanks for joining us, man. Yep, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So, I, I, I'm going to jump right in with this because uh, we beforehand we were uh, telling maybe a couple tater stories, yeah. um, <laughs> which is only fair, tater. Uh, but, you know, I, I set out this car, and Matt said, what are you doing with your, your Don O'Neill car out here? Yep. And first of all, this is the only car, this is the only die-cast Don O'Neill that Tater doesn't have. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: uh, oh, really, yeah. Yeah, Tater's <laughs> tried to pocket it a couple times uh, from my house, uh, but it's always been returned. But I just want to jump in with this, man. What is it like, you know, we talked a little bit about some of the history and things, but, you look at that car, the the iconic yellow, you know, master's built house car, obviously not a 71, a 68, which yeah, you're known yeah. for, your family number. What's it like thinking that? You're the guy strapping
2: into that now. Oh, man, it's a cool deal. You know, like I said, you know, even when we talked before, as far as, you know, maybe getting to run a late model one day is, is you know, that'd be cool if it happens. If it didn't, you know, I understand or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, the history behind it is, is unreal. Like I said, you know, when I first, started driving for tater and uh, you know i went up to his shop the first time and when you walk through that door like i said you know when you hear mashes built you think you know don o'neill so uh you know walking through them doors like i said you see brian burkoffer checks and rick auckland and you know errol pearson scott bloomquist i mean you see all you see all these checks and um you know it's just a it's a crazy deal because you know i'm just a, a you know a local you know regional modified racer and and you know, get to drive for for someone like Tater and Jim and, and the McCarters, and with such a you know crazy background and a lot of history is is really a cool deal. So I'm I'm very thankful to be able to do it.
1: That's why I was going to say the history of of that. I mean, you named the the who's who in, yeah. in dirt late model racing. Yeah. And I, you know, you've added your name to that list. I mean, that, that's going to make you feel pretty special.
2: Yeah, it does. I mean, and and this deal works out great for me. You know, because obviously Tater and them, they beat up beat up and down the road for for years. You know what I mean? So. Um, they're kind of in the, in, I shouldn't say the tail end of, you know, they're racing or whatever, but they've slowed down, obviously not, you know, not following the tour. And so it, you know, it works great for me because obviously, you know, we still run, run our modified stuff, which is very important to me still. And, um, you know, is, is, um, something, you know, I'm still going to continue to do or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, you see all these people that, that's drove for Tater and had their cars and, have had great success. And, you know, I'm just very fortunate to be able to sit in a seat for Tater and Jim.
1: And now, are you going to get, take your modified with you and and race, you know, two classes sometimes? Uh,
2: probably not. No, it's just, it's one of them type of deals. You know, obviously when I strap my mod, I want to be, I want to be focused on my mod, you know, and and that's, I want to be, I'm there to, you know, obviously if I took two cars, yeah, you'd want to win both. But you know, when we when we get in our modified stuff, I want to be focused on the mod. And, um, you know, when I get in, in Tater's car, you know, I want to be focused on mm-hmm. it, obviously. And um, I just think, you know, obviously when you got supers first and you got modifieds next, always normally in running order, it just makes for a long night. And, um, you know, I – you know, um wells and, and gum and all of them they they work on the car obviously at the racetrack and I bring some guys with me so you know when I go run my car I don't expect them to work on both cars rather than just you know we're there they're there with me or whatever so we'll yep. you know we'll work on my mod and and probably just race one at a time
0: you know and and how different is it between the mod and the late model
2: yeah it's you know it's it's a big difference as far as obviously speed you know and and the speed difference is what you know is the biggest probably um as far as racing wise they definitely do race a lot different you know the, the modified you're on half the rubber so uh you're your steering and your side bite and stuff like that is just a lot slimmer and a lot less what late mile stuff is i mean a lot of times, I feel like you can't even hardly spin a late mile. While. I mean, you can, but you you know you can't in a way because uh, you just got so much rubber there, and just uh, the way that the shocks and and coilover stuff is on late mile nowadays, as far as traction and setup wise, it's just um, you know there's so much traction there. You you feel like you know if I was running my modified, I'd, I would was running two barrel. You know what I mean? It just <laughs> it just so much traction there, and the speed difference was the biggest thing. I mean, and, and you know, in the modified stuff, you're still going fast. You know, and we haven't went to Eldora yet, so you know, as far as like you know, Florence and Brownstown, when we went and tested. I mean, you can tell a little bit of a difference, but five laps around there, you're you know, you feel like you've you've done it for a while. You know, so and the biggest thing that helps me out the most is, and after driving Tater's car, as far as my modified goes, I feel like they both drive very similar as far as um you know performance wise and and how they do on the racetrack. Uh, and as far as, you know, like late mile stuff, you drive with that right front and and modifies now, you know, is, is advancing into the same thing. You know, you're running right on the right front, just very momentum and and try to be as smooth as you can and not get that rear end out, you know, past the right front. And so it it all goes the same, you know, hand in hand in all forms of motorsports more or less. So, uh, once you, you know, once you, uh, get about five, 10 laps, it's like riding a bike. (laughs)
0: Well, let's go back, you know, and I know you, you've been on the podcast before, but let's go back and, and for those that maybe didn't catch that episode, let's talk a little bit about how you got into this. You know, let's yeah. let's tell your story a little bit because you know, we talk about the history of that Master Belt house car, but your family has yeah. a ton yeah. of history oh, yeah. there in the racing yeah. world. So how do you end up in all this stuff?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you know, this the whole history deals goes back as far as, you know, my grandfather and uh tater obviously that you know they've they bond together really well so this whole deal is just really cool all the way around you know because like i said my my grandfather and tater go way back and um you know, at the racetrack it's like you know that they've been together beat up and down the road together you know what i mean which that wasn't the case but that's just the way they act and you know as far as you know when he ran late mile stuff they had tater stuff you know cj stuff and um, you know they won a lot of good races with with Tater stuff, and you know my dad driving, and um, it was funny because my grandpa was telling me the other day. You know he still remembers to this day the last car they bought from Tater, and as far as price wise, you know. So because when he told me that price wise, and I and we just picked up our new mod, I was like, oh my god, you know <laughs> what know? are we doing? Yeah, it's, it's not even close the same. So, uh, but yeah, it just the history of it is something that means a lot to me because you know. I'm I'm 25 years old, you know what I mean? So I wasn't there or really even got to see the, the history as far as on racetrack history because, you know, back then they didn't have what they have now, you know, Dirt 2 Media and, you know, your flow and all that kind of stuff. So you didn't get to see that, you know. And if they have video of it, it's all grainy and you don't know what's what, <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, it's just the history of it is just so – it's just so – good to to you know it, be in this ride and and just know what the background is
1: it was grainy when you was there live too man
2: yeah yeah you got that you got the, the hand painted yeah. finishes don't you yeah, the, yeah, where
0: yeah. they painted them the yeah. only
2: by thing, hand the only thing i could hear the only thing i know i was like i could hear it that's about it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. it, it, it is crazy and it's it's cool with
0: this weekend coming up with the uh, northern uh, all stars making their return there to Brownstown speedway but yeah. i've said this before the, the COVID shutdown when we had the opportunity to sit with James Essex and redo some of those old Jacksons and those old – and, like, you can't describe it unless you're in the studio and you just sat with goosebumps as he is calling with the same passion yeah. and excitement mm-hmm. as if it was 1991 and it's the Jackson 100 oh, yeah, again. Oh,
2: absolutely. Yeah, every time you hear James, you know, announce it, it they all sound – you know, he's there, you know, that's his job. Yeah. And, you know, and it's someone that you can tell that loves their job, you know what I mean? And there's 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 great announcers out there, you know what I mean? And so, you know, him. like I say, you, you listen to James and he's like one of the type of people that I don't think anybody will ever get old of hearing. You no, know I mean? no, you're exactly right. Because he, like I said, it's a person and when he goes to the racetrack, that's his job. He loves his job and he's very passionate about it. So it's, he's great to listen to.
0: And I will say the most amazing thing was, as we were doing it, there were times he'd be like, hey, pause. So we'd pause the VHS tape because we had this whole contraption of <clears throat> VHS into the computer with the soundboard and all But he'd be like, pause. He's like, okay, we got three laps, and then we got to be ready because, you know, Bob Pierce is going to make this move, and this is going to happen, so I really want to – And I'm like – how do you know the lap <laughs> countdown? Like I that's may crazy. remember this is what's gonna happen, but I don't remember what lap it was. Yeah, well, I was gonna say crazy. he
1: probably could have called the race without even watching the video. Oh, I believe he, it. You know. Truly do. Uh, yeah.
0: So when you look back at, you know, Adam, with your your grandpa, you know, what's it like to to carry on that stricker legacy in, yeah. in the racing?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know, it's I'm very fortunate to be able to do it. Obviously, you know, you know, my grandpa's got me to where I'm at. You know what I mean? It's it, my grandparents in general. You know, I shouldn't say just my grandfather because they still work every day. My grandparents work every day. You know, my grandpa's almost 80 years old and works every single day in, in his shop. You know, he works for himself, um, but you know, he's an auto mechanic and does anything from motor changes to whatever. You know what I mean? So he works so hard to be able to do what we do. And, you know, if it's like, you know, the history of it is just it means a lot to me. And I, you know, I can't thank them enough. You know, if, if it wasn't for my grandpa, I wouldn't be able to, you know, drive Tater's car. You know what I mean? He, he's the one that has fronted me with a ride for the past, you know, we've been doing this now for what, 12 years, you know what I mean? So it's, he's the person that's, you know, had my back and, and never gave up on me. And I mean, we've had times before where, you know, we've tore up stuff and, you know, it's, been financially a struggle almost and you know he never gave up you know I mean and I've had great people behind me along the way as far as helping me out you know hey I got this car here you know you can you're more than welcome to run and you know people have kept me in cars and stuff like that but nonetheless you know my grandparents if it you know if it wasn't for them and and everything that they've done in the sport you know I, I wouldn't be able to do none of it
0: you, you know, know and I gotta say that there are a lot of young guys obviously in this sport and um, there's a lot of young guys that are that are good guys. I don't yeah. want it to sound like they're not, but I want to give you a lot of credit. You are one of the most humble Amen. Um, yep. and approachable drivers yeah. I've ever been around. And and, I appreciate and that. overall, the sport has a lot. But you know, like I've said before, you truly appreciate the opportunities you Absolutely. have. Yeah. Um, and it's you know I've been like I said I've been around you. Pre race, I've been around you after good races. I've been around you after bad events and racetracks. I've been around, and you have never, you know, I understand disappointment. And that's, I'm not saying you don't get out and you're not disappointed, but it's never like, I don't have time for you or or anybody, any kid that comes up to you, anybody that's excited. You know, you truly understand the opportunities that you're given and I love that man that's the coolest thing
2: yeah I appreciate that I just have always I've always set out you know when we started and I ain't gonna sit here and say that you know I'm gonna make it to NASCAR you know but if I if I don't I can't say that I didn't try you know as far as you know keeping a level head and you know I people do a lot of things and you know there's nowadays like I say there's social media you know everybody's got a phone you act a fool it's gonna be known you know what I mean and (laughs) So I've always tried very hard to, you know, to be humble and and to be somebody that so everybody else wants to be around. You know what I mean? I don't want to – I don't, I go to the racetrack, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I want to win every race. Absolutely. But at the same time, you know, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? And the only thing you can do is try your best and you don't get tore up. I mean, you know, we're all in it for the fun. You know what I mean? There's obviously – you know, there's full time racers that, you know, they get paid to full time race and they're really, they're the only ones making money because someone's footing that bill. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So at the end of the day, we're not, we don't do this for a living. You know what I mean? And it's, and I, I truly believe that when you hang your head and you beat yourself up through the week and that's when it becomes no fun, you know what I mean? And and this is something that I want to do is until I can't do it no more, you know what I mean? So I I don't want to take the fun out of it by beating myself up or beating everybody up around me or, you know, even the fans. So I appreciate you saying that because it's something that I do. I mean, I think a lot of people can vouch for me there is I do take a lot of pride in as far as being able, you know, to show, my appreciation to everybody that's actually backed me and, and been a part of my racing.
1: I know after we interviewed, interviewed you the first time, you and Dustin talked about that a lot, like yeah. for a, a young guy, man, you, I'm just amazed at the way you're squared away. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it, most 25 year olds won't think like that. Yeah.
2: And, and you know, my, my, that, a lot of the props there goes to my grandfather and you know, my parents, they've, you know, they've taught me right from wrong and, I'll be the first to tell you. you know, I, I've had my tail whipped when I've needed it. You know <laughs> I <mean>? So I, <laughs> we I, all, I, have. yeah. So yeah. you know, and and I don't know. I just like I say, I've I've been raised up in you know as far as I think a well mannered, I should say, I guess you know, family and someone that's taught me right from wrong and. You know, like I said, if I, you know, if I needed adjust it, I got it. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> well,
0: and I think it even goes back to like you just said, you know, your, your grandma and your grandpa, your grandpa's 80 years old. He's still getting up. He's still running his auto service. Yeah. Like, how do you not feel a great sense of pride? Like that yeah. man is, is still cranking at it because it's, it's he is now living through your dream. Yeah. You know, he had his chance. Now it's through your dream. And how do you not just love, you know, a story like that? That's yeah, just the coolest yeah. thing. Yeah. So, you know, talking kind of going ahead there, um, obviously you've had a ton of success in the modified world and I know you're, you're going to be humble and you're going to, you know, downplay yeah, yeah. it. And, um, but you know, one of the top, Modified drivers. I'm not even going to say here in the Midwest, but across the nation. I mean, didn't mm-hmm. he? You know, when we always talked, uh, you know, being at Brownstown, being our home track most of the time. But you know, you were one of those guys when you were there. We knew that you were going to run the top five. You were going to be a chance for a win, and um, you know. So, what is it like taking going from that world where you know you've you've got the equipment, you know, you've got the skills. Um, you 're one of those guys, and taking that jump into the late model world where
2: you got great equipment um, but you 're still figuring some things out yeah absolutely yeah, so you know that's and i I think that i'll i 'll run into that obviously the more we race but it it you know when i 've had like you say a lot of great success with the mod, you know i 've won a lot of races with them um and then you know as far as you know like the first night out in, in the Masters boat car, you know we go to florence and we run terrible in a hot laps, run terrible, in, you know, in the heat race. And then we got in the feature and start 19th and run third. You know what I mean? So it's like at first I was like, man, I don't know. You know what I mean? I think I can do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. And uh, so then, you know, we clicked off a good run there. And I think everybody was just at that point was, I shouldn't say necessarily like blown away, but it was like, you know, They didn't expect it, and I didn't expect it, you know, my first night out. I'm not saying that the car wasn't capable enough. It's just, you know, I don't have – I have as many laps in a late mile as I'd run in one hot lap session, you know, at Muller, you know what I mean, or something like that. You know, I don't have many laps in them. So, as far as – like I say, I think the more we run, obviously, you know, I'll adapt to it a little bit better. And, um, you know, I think the car is plenty capable of winning, you know, a lot of races, a lot of good races. The car, to me, you know, we've tested the past couple weeks and – um, you know, I felt like I've got a lot more comfortable and I think everybody has in a way, you know, um, obviously the more you run, you know, with everybody is everybody gets used to the way you drive and, you know, adjusting some things, you know, so, um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously, you know, I do hold high expectations for myself. And as far as, you know, I, like I said before, I want to win every race, but you know, I mean, that's not possible, but, Nonetheless, I, I, I know the car is capable of, of winning. It's just up, you know, more or less up to me and, you know, we'll work along the way as far as adjusting to what we got to.
1: Good. Did you have to run Florence any different in the late model than you, than you did the modified like different lines? Or? Um,
2: not really. And I think that, I think that is what helped me out a lot there. Um, you know, I'm obviously used to running that middle to bottom and momentum and things. And, um, and that, you know, for the fall 50, that's the way it kind of was, you know, the top was not necessarily there. It was more, you know, dusty and burn off. So you kind of had to run that top if you ran the top, it was more of a momentum. There wasn't a really cushion there. And so it really played a lot in my factor because, you know, I just back to the modified stuff, that's where I'm used to running just right through that middle and picking them off here, you know, here and there and taking care of my tires and my equipment and um, just being there at the end was, was, I think to help me out a lot. Um, and the modified stuff that I feel like that is where you have to be a lot of times is be right there at the end. You know, and I think yeah. with that late model, that was, that was the case. You know, we had a caution with, I don't know, I think it was like 10 to go and I'm running, I think it was like six and you know, I passed three cars on the next restart and we come in and tires look brand new, you know what I mean? So I could have ran another 50. Right. And, so that's just one of them things where you got, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta start learning, you know, tire management and when I can go and when I can and. But nonetheless, it all works out really well for me because, you know, that modified is they, I feel like, well, you know, we, we run Florence and I got right back into modified and went to atomic and won, you know what I mean? It was like, like I never got out of it. And that's what I think is really good for me as far as, you know, I'm running two classes, you know, two different cars, but they both drive the same. I don't think, you know, it, it ain't going to take me a night to get back in my rhythm. I think. You know this car drives just like my mod, so you know no matter what. If as soon as I jump out of it, jump in the mod, I think I think will be good.
1: You being friends with Rice, I didn't know if he told you just go to the
2: top of Florida <laughs> and stay there. You know, so. yeah, yeah. Well, and and to be honest, you know, I was like, obviously, I know, you know, Josh is you know almost unbeatable there and sometimes you know, saying, so. it, it, yeah
1: the, the top has a lot to, to say about his yeah. success there so not to uh
0: not to discredit Florence Speedway but it's really be almost Rice Speedway yeah, now yeah, yeah speed. because
2: yeah. um you know obviously he was winning that race and you know what happened happened and um but yeah so like I said you know we're running fifth and obviously Bobby was really good and Zach was running second. And then after the race, you're like, man, we run, you know, I was ecstatic. Then we ran third and then I got a thing. I was like, man, what if we started up front? You know what I mean? It's just, it's like, well, maybe we could have won, you know what I mean? So it is what it is.
0: Well, now, now you open the door now with yeah. the, uh, we could have started up front, but you know, I did, we did get a video, uh, from some yeah. of your crew guys over there. Got your tire guy yeah. over there yep. asking, um, you know, hidden magic, uh, Rick gum, uh, you know about what he thinks you need to do, and it's it's qualifying.
2: Yeah, yeah. He told me I got, he he's been preaching to me all week. Got to qualify. Yeah,
0: <laughs> got to get the chance to start up front. Yeah, but I think you made a great point too, Adam. You know, I think sometimes people who don't truly watch racing, you know, and the strategy that goes into it, a lot of it's about surviving. Absolutely. And yeah. it, sometimes I think people think you know it's it's like playing the you know the Xbox game. You just hammer it down and 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 go around, but You've got to keep your equipment right. you got to stay out of trouble. You, there are only so many calculated opportunities in a race to to make moves. And mm-hmm. knowing when that is is extremely important.
2: Yeah, and, you know, it, it comes back, like you just said, you know, as far as taking care of your stuff and, and whatnot. But, you know, I think a lot of that falls back as far as that modified because, like I said, you got to have to rubber, so you have to drive straight at all times. You know, and as far as that goes – When you jump in a late model, you know what I mean? That's tire management. You know, you're driving straight and and taking care of your tires, and you hear everybody talk all the time on a national late model, you know, touring deal, and they tell you, well, we burnt tires up, or, you know, we should have went harder, or we, you know, this or that, or whatever, you know. So, you know, if you can – me, I think running that modified obviously helped me, and I forget who I was talking to a couple weeks ago. I think I was down in North Carolina, but anyway, so – you know, they told me they're like. I think I feel like a lot of good late model drivers come from a open wheel background. Um, not all of them, obviously, but you know, some of them. I mean, obviously, like Nick. You know, he's got you know a, a wonderful, obviously, open wheel background. You know, so and then he jumps in a late model and you know he's pretty daggone good. You know, just like when he went to the World or the Dream or whatever it was, and with the Hatchers and hadn't drove all year. Then you know, he it was for the million. I'm sorry and goes there and makes the show, you know what I mean? And hasn't been in the car all year long and goes there and makes the show. I mean, that's, that doesn't happen often, but that's what I'm saying. You know, people that run modified stuff, I think they're very good at taking care of equipment and as far as tire management and being there at the end,
1: Ricky Thornton, another, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think a lot
0: of that, I I think it's, I think it's equipment taking care of equipment for sure. And I think it's, you know, the lack of traction that you've got in that modified <laughs> and having to, yeah. you know, truly play throttle control. Some of these guys, I think, that jump right into, you know, super late model game, you can motor your way out of a lot of things. Yeah. Yep. And you you can't do that in the modified. No. So no. I do, I agree. I think that is a, a huge part of the success some of these guys see. Yeah.
2: But, uh, I mean, as far as, it was funny because, you know, we were sitting there we were back to talking, you know, taking care of equipment or whatever. And I, so Tater's, you know, was talking to me one day and I was like, I, you know, I can tell you right now, like I take good, good care of my equipment. Like, you know, I'll treat your equipment just like mine. And he's like, well, I, I'm going to stop here for just a second. He's like, if you think you're going to go out there and you ain't going to tear up a couple of deck panels, you ain't sitting in my race car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Man, you, he, he put me on the front line there. He's like, if you don't take your to there a couple deck panels up, you ain't sitting in this race car.
0: Okay, all you right. got to remember, he ran for a long time with Don. There was yeah. some torn up, some torn up stuff, but yeah, yeah. you just got to win enough to to uh, pay the bills. That's yeah. it. But no, so let's talk a little bit about kind of how this all came about. You know, um, we were talking beforehand. I, I can remember a handful of years ago. I think it may have been even when. Huddy was in the Masterbuilt car and then jumped out. You and I kind of joke, like, this would be a good opportunity. Like, yeah. You you would be a good fit for the Masterbuilt car and coming out of that that modified world. And So how did you end up hooked up with Tater and Gerilyn and everybody down there?
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, I was friends with Gerilyn and obviously Tater as well on Facebook. And um, she had made a Facebook post about um, that they had, I think it was that they had a car sitting there with no driver. And, you know, so then everybody's, there, there was like, 250 comments on it you know Everybody's what I mean? throwing everybody was, yeah so it was, it was I think na- I put
0: my name on there <laughs> yeah one. Gerilyn did not call me back <laughs> yeah
2: so it was all name dropping or whatever and you know I think which it was obviously towards the end of the year because you know we ran the fall 50 or whatever but um, you know so I messaged Gerilyn on Facebook and I just told her I was like hey look you know I don't have a late model background and you know I would obviously like to I would like to run one I, I drove one once before at Moeller and uh, you know, had some good success with it or whatever, but so anyway, so um, I had messaged her on Facebook and told her, you know, if, if I got to buy four tires or, you know, help out with tires or fuel or whatever, just to, just to let me, you know, just give me a shot, you know, and I wasn't looking for a full-time ride. Obviously, like I said, you know, my modified stuff's, you know, important to me and that's what I'm going to continue to do, but, you know, I wanted to, I just wanted to do it. You know, I just wanted to say that I did it. You know, I, mean, I ran a full night in a super rather i did it again or just one time you know what i mean i just wanted to do it and uh so she messaged me back it was you know a couple hours later or whatever and um, she's like she said well it's funny you messaged me because someone and i think i know who it is but someone had said my name to her or tater one about me driving it so tater was on his way at tim or tater and beeman was on their way to bull's gap and um, she's like, well, Tater's on his way to Bulls Gap, and he'll be there at like eleven o'clock. So give him a call at noon. I'm like, all right. So she gave me his number, and I'm at work, and you know, so she gave me his number, so you know, I'm all excited. And I, you know, I'm like, man, this deal might work out. The you know minutes what I mean? just click <laughs> by yeah. slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it was like eleven fifty. I told the guys at my work, I was like, hey, I got a meeting. I, I, I'll, I'll be back out in a minute. So anyway, I called Tater, and, and like I said, it was like fifteen twenty seconds. He's like. I told him who I was, the reason I was calling. Geraldine gave me his number. Told him, you know, she told me to call you about maybe driving a car. He's like, "Hey, me and Beeman's at Bulls Gap. Let me let me call you tomorrow." I'm like, "All right, you know." So I was like, "Okay, well, I'm not driving that car because he ain't gonna call me back." <laughs> he called me back. <laughs> so anyway, you know, um, he's like, "Hey, can you uh, can you come down here to the shop?" I'm like, "Yeah, I can come down there." Which, like I said, we was rate. This is Friday night, or I'm sorry, Saturday morning. And uh, I, so I'm driving down there. I was racing Saturday night with my mod, and uh, so I go down there and I told him I was like, "Well, I'll be there when the doors open because I gotta get back home." So I get down there and the doors open and we're talking, and you know he never told me like, you know, "I'm gonna let you drive this thing," and you know, or something along them lines. It was like, well, "I'll tell you what, uh, you know, we're." we're we got to test this thing and blah, blah, So I was meaning, you know, I was under the assumption that somebody else was going to test it or they was going to test it or whatever. And that was really the end of the conversation. So I'm driving back home. I'm like, well, I don't know if I'm driving it or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> I never got a yes or no or, you know, we'll do it or whatever. So I'm like, well, I guess I'll hear something maybe later in the week. And anyway, he got a hold of me. And then, you know, obviously we went to Florence and, and run the Fall 50.
0: Well, let's take a quick break here so we can pay some bills uh, and give our sponsors out. Any racer out there knows how difficult it is. When you're fixing your sheet metal and you've got to drill out the pop rivets, you end up with that 3 16th drill bit and it's got rivets fed all the way up the shaft. You end up having to get a pair of pliers out, reverse that and work those rivets back off that drill bit. Damaging the drill bit, dulling the drill bit. Thank you to our friends at PopBit. They have now made removing rivets easy. Check out their website at popbitusa.com. These are all made right here in the USA and will save you time, money, and effort when drilling out pop rivets. Check it out and be on the lookout for an upcoming segment sponsored by PopBit here on Throttled Up. Racing Vector Store, the ultimate resource for high quality, fully customizable vector images for dirt racing and other motorsports. Perfect for digital media craft projects, T-shirt and logo design, sponsor presentations, wrap design mock-ups, laser engraving, signs, websites, and much, much more. Again, that is Racing Vector Store with over 190 designs available to download. Visit them today at racingvectorstore.etsy.com. Hey, racing fans, are you tired of scouring the internet for the latest and greatest races to stream? Look no further than dirt to media the ultimate online streaming destination for all things racing. From dirt track to asphalt racing, they've got it all. With their exclusive partnerships with some of the biggest racing organizations in the world, you'll never miss a race again. Whether you're a die-hard fan or just starting to get into the sport, dirt to media has something for everyone. And the best part, you can access all of their content from anywhere in the world on any device. So whether you're at home at the track or on the go you can keep up with all of the action head over to dirt media.tv and sign up today When you're out at the track or in the garage, you know that dirt, grease, and grime can quickly build up on your hands, and regular soap just doesn't cut it. That's where Race Clean Hand Cleaner comes in. Our formula is specifically designed to tackle the toughest dirt and grime that racing and automotive work can throw your way. Whether working on your car, bike, or ATV, Race Clean Hand Cleaner will leave your hands feeling clean and refreshed. And unlike other hand cleaners, Race Clean is gentle on your skin. Our non-toxic, biodegradable formula is safe for all skin types, so you can use it as often as you need to without worrying about dryness or irritation. But don't just take our word for it. Racing professionals and automotive enthusiasts across the country trust Race Clean Hand Cleaner to keep their hands clean and healthy. So why settle for anything less? Race Clean, the cleanest brand in motorsports. Are you looking for a way to showcase your team or organization's spirit and pride? Look no further than Fresh Prince, the premier custom apparel and awards company. Whether you need custom t shirts, hats, jackets, or any other type of apparel, Fresh Prince has got you covered. Their experienced team will work with you to design the perfect look to represent your group. But that's not all. Fresh Prince also offers a wide variety of custom awards and trophies to recognize your team's achievements. From sports teams to corporate events, they have something for everyone. Plus, with their state-of-the-art printing technology and high-quality materials, you can be confident that your apparel and awards will look fantastic and last for years to come. So what are you waiting for? Head over to FreshPrintsInc.com and see what all they have to offer. And be sure to mention our podcast to receive a special discount on your first order. All right, and we are back here with Adam Stricker, uh, Matt, and uh, just want to give a big thank you to all those uh uh, sponsors uh especially uh, our good sponsor at Pop Bit. Yeah. Um don't know have you seen these yet Adam? I have not. Oh here you go. There there's your, your first one. That is uh the best for removing those those rivets right there. So that's your uh your courtesy gift from us here
2: throttled appreciate, up. Appreciate it. Lord knows I'm hard on stuff. I'll give it to Gum and the boys for this weekend.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I trust Gum with anything. Yeah, I, and, uh, I'll
2: give it to Wells. There, that's a much
0: better idea. But so yeah, so coming back and and you know just talking to them a little bit. You know, going back to our, the history and everything we're we're discussing. But looking ahead here, um, big weekend, mm-hmm. Brown Sound Speedway. It's the return of the Northern All Star Series. James Essex is promoting. You know. My, my business partner, Ryan uh, Bowling, put out a post that I loved, and he said, it just feels old school. Mm-hmm, James Essex is promoting. The Northern All-Stars are back. Um, just a cool, cool weekend. And uh, so what's it feel like? I mean, you're going to a Northern All-Stars race at Brown Sound Speedway in the Masterbuilt house car.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy deal. I mean, um, you know, obviously, you know, I wasn't I wasn't around for any of them Northern All-Star deals, or if I was, I don't remember them. Uh <laughs> You know so yeah it's it's just crazy. I mean there's obviously I was thinking about this on the way down here and and I don't know if Hud's going to be there or not, but obviously Hud, you know everybody loves Hud. Obviously, you know he's he's home, you know he's hometown and it's just same same as me, you know being back home, you know everybody loves him. It's his home track and I was thinking about this on the way down here. So, you know to me it feels like, you know, if Masters bet one, you know a Northern All-Star race at their home, you know home track, you know for this deal how crazy that would be you know it was almost i was thinking obviously it was almost like you know hud you know winning it because i mean obviously everybody wants to see hud win it you know what i mean i i would too uh but it was it was just pretty wild i was just thinking about that on the way down here just so much history obviously you know james has with brownstown and tater has with brownstown and masters built period you know so um yeah it's it's pretty crazy and um and getting really excited about going. Obviously, we tested there a couple weeks ago and and got my feet wet at Brownstown. You know, obviously, I told you that you know Brownstown is one of my favorite tracks in a, in a mod, and you know, so getting the getting a run there with with the super was definitely different. And I will say, the entry list is is growing quickly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's and it is a uh, it's a star studded affair, so it's going to yeah. be a heck of a race for sure. Yeah, because at first. You know, obviously, All Tech had 20 grand for their – they had a two – day it was actually five and 20, I think. Um, and then, you know, obviously, Bulls Gap runs tonight. Um, and I know majority of them guys is going from, from there to All Tech. But you still got, like, you know – well, Nick's coming this weekend. I know that for a fact. And then Pierce is coming. Obviously, you know, all the, all the local guys, you know, Devin and all them or whatever. And so they're all going to be tough. So, yeah, I definitely got my hands full.
0: So I also want to, you know, I I know we're kind of bouncing around here, but that's that's kind of how we do things. But, um, (laughs) you know, I we talked a little bit about you being engaged, got this wedding upcoming. But I just want to say you you pretty well knocked it out of the park with with your fiance, (laughs) man. Yeah. She's like. She's like the ultimate like race, yeah,
2: absolutely. girl, man. Yeah, she's yeah. all in. Yeah, she is, and and you know, obviously, I met her at the racetrack. Her father in law, Brad, um, you know, he raced at Lawrenceburg, and uh, uh, she caught my eye at the payout window one night. <laughs> yep, and uh, so I definitely, it's always had to, the payout window. <laughs> yeah, at the payout window, I was collecting my money, and yeah, I had to. I did a little bit of Facebook searching around, you know, and <laughs> and uh, you know, one thing led to another. But yeah, she's she's definitely you know, one of the biggest supporters behind me and man, I mean, she puts up with a lot. I mean, everybody knows, you know, the the sport's not easy is there's a lot of work through the week and you're gone on the weekends, you know what I mean? So she enjoys it just as much as I do and, you know, there's a lot of times where you know, there's a couple of times I think last year where we doesn't racing early and, you know, went to four eleven or whatever and She's just, you know, she supports me and stands behind me a hundred percent, and and you know, wants to see me succeed. And she does a lot for me. I mean, she's she's definitely a diamond dozen. She did just say that. Wow, I'm blushing.
0: That was her comment here on Facebook. <laughs> but uh, but no, like, I, and, I, and I mean it. You know, that's that is, and Matt and I have talked. You know, Matt's wife, my wife. Um, you know, it, if you don't have them in any of these kind of hobbies and yeah. things you get into you got no chance and that's the thing it's you can tell that she's as far in as anybody you know and 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 that's what i it's just exciting to see you guys chase us together
2: Man, it's crazy because you know she you know she's into it like i said just as much as i am and uh, you know their nerve everybody's nerves on the outside of a racetrack even my grandfather's you know there are a lot of people they freak out you know so it was funny because we went to um bedford pennsylvania for that or the DJ Trapman Memorial, mm-hmm. and it was paying 12 grand. Well, I drove around Strickler for the lead, and we're leading it, man. And, and Bedford is big. I mean, it, you go down the – like, you got enough time to go down the straightaway, look over, and then just look back. I mean, like, <laughs> it's huge. And I, I'll i never forget, like, you can see her jumping up and down, and all of a sudden she's gone. And then I find out she was just sitting on the ground because she was so nervous, you know, she was freaking out. And I mean, there's plenty of videos I see all the time. But, yeah, I mean, she's just – she cares, you know, about my racing and wants to see me succeed. And like you said, you know, if you don't have someone like that, then you know, it's it obviously wouldn't work out. But I mean, she's she's definitely supports me a hundred percent, and her whole family does, and you know, in a whole. So that's that's huge for me. That's awesome,
0: and and I will say, Bailey, just uh, we appreciate you letting him come down <laughs> and spend time yeah. with us tonight. So yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: thank you for that as well. Well, we've talked many times on here. The the family is it seems like racing brings families together in a lot of sense right yeah. there, you know? Yeah. it,
2: Yeah, so, yeah. you know, her dad, um, obviously, back in the day, you know, Tom, Tom Wick is, is his uncle, you know, so they ran Lawrenceburg or whatever, and um, you know, so Brad, back in the day, was him and Joey Kramer was always, in, you know, always at it, as yeah. far as racing-wise, you know, hard racing, and, you know, so he's, he stands behind me, and, you know, like I said, their whole family as a whole, but he he gave up racing this year and so it's it's kind of it kind of sucks because you know obviously when me and her got together he was into it full swing just as well as I was and so obviously every time we went out to dinner it was always talking about race his <laughs> racing where he went and where I went so you know it was always a good time but nonetheless i mean they her mom and sister and, and just everybody in her family i mean they that, you know, even when Brad was racing, you know, it didn't matter. Obviously they wanted Brad to win or, you know, if I won, if either or won, I mean, they was just as happy as if the other one won, you know what I mean? So they stand behind me a hundred percent and just makes it a lot easier.
0: So I, I do want to ask this too, because this is something that uh, that uh, Matt and I have kind of been laughing about. You are in the new world of outlaws uh, yeah. game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and obviously, 25 years old, you grew up with video games. Yeah. Uh, Matt, he didn't. Um, he actually got the first chessboard made out of granite. <laughs> um, but I have
1: the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: but uh, <laughs> but
1: yeah, my wife loves it when I play it all night. Oh, uh, yeah. With the volume all the way up on 80s. So. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: What's it like,
2: you know, being a kid that grew up around video games, now you're in a video game. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, I remember we were at Eldora. I think it was for the world when this whole deal come about. And um, Dirk Carr had sent me a text and had asked if I wanted to be on it. And obviously, you know, I told him, yeah. And it's cool because, there. I mean, obviously there's, there's you know, thousands of race fans in the world. And, you know, I don't know the number or, or whatever, but obviously there's thousands of people that play the game. So, I mean, you always – someone is always sending me a picture like their, their kid playing it. And it's, it's a cool deal. I mean – Obviously, for kids, you know they're into video games and and I think it's good for the sport, you know, as far as seeing real world racers in a video game is you know they go to the racetrack and they can tell their dad or mother or you know whatever oh I play you know play him on the video game, you know what I mean, so then they know who you are and it just in a whole it it's great for the sport, but nonetheless, yeah, it was a really cool deal and um i remember when i got on that dirt track and app and i was like you know that was that was pretty neat <laughs> yeah and you know then when this come out i was like wow because you know i i play it every once in a while not very often and it's pretty neat obviously i run my own car you know what i mean and and so my xbox name has my name in it and so we'll race on there and then we'll get to bullcrabbing with some people and it's just all around it is it's very cool well, I have to
0: admit, and it's it's funny because my, my four-year-old upstairs loves, he, he's not to the point, if he drives, he just drives around backwards, yeah. but he loves watching me play it. And I do have to admit, I absolutely took you out for a win the other day, <laughs> which it was funny because my wife had me down here too, and I was like, yep hats who's coming on the podcast next yeah. week
1: yeah. I, yeah I was gonna say i, I never i never raised your car yeah. either i was because you know you and jordan weaver and hoffman i know from either the yeah. podcast or brownstown and yeah you know when i get up against you guys like i know them guys you yeah know.
2: hook a hard ride into us
0: <laughs> yeah i absolutely and it was just funny because my my son was like you wrecked him and i'm like
2: yeah i, I did i yeah. did but it's, don't worry he's,
0: he doesn't know so it's okay yeah
2: it's, <laughs> it's funny because um I forget where we're at is when it's this, this, I think it might've been Florence maybe for the, for the, um, for the fall 50 and some, some little kid came up there and his father was talking to me and he's like, Hey, uh, whatever his boy's name was. Hey, tell him, uh, you, you wore him out on that video game the other day. He's like, Oh yeah, <laughs> your car sucks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <was> like, thanks. <laughs> you had to set up all yeah, over. Yeah, I just think it's awesome though, that you guys get that exposure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean you know, it, it is
2: because, you know, and like I said, I mean, obviously I don't, I don't get to run like, just say for instance, like the Hell Tour and all that stuff. So, you know, as a regional racer, it does mean a lot. It does mean a lot to me. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I don't obviously have the time as I work full time to run the Hell Tour and all that kind of stuff. So, when you can get the publicity, you know, in that kind of way, is it? It is. I mean, it's huge and it, it's it's very cool. I mean, because. Uh, you know, obviously is growing up and like I say, the history that my grandfather had and now it's transpired into (laughs) video games or whatever. I mean, it it is, it's all around a cool deal. What'd your family think when they
1: seen, you know, the 68, you know, in a video game?
2: Yeah, they they ate it up. I mean, it was just this, I think they all felt the same way that I did. I mean, it was just all, you know, it was really cool deal and just something that you wouldn't really expect. I mean, it's, I'm not saying that, you know, that I hope to get in it, that I, I had hoped to get in it, or I thought I should be in it. I was just very thankful that, you know, Dirk Carr had reached out to me, and, you know, they, you know, I was, I think they had only put, like, 10 in there to begin with or something, and we were the first 10. And so, yeah, it was a cool deal, but, and, yeah, they ate it up. Because my brother, you know, he, he plays it, and, um, you know, his, my nephew, his son, and they all play it, so they all play it as me, so it's it's pretty neat. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's been, it's, you know, it's funny to me because
0: my boys, you know, I've always laughed. They're like, they don't realize yet. They love racing, but they've not attached to people yet. So they don't realize some of the people that that do get to come on the podcast and and we get to talk to it. So it's funny now because that's the connection now. Mm -hmm. It's like, who all, they'll go through the list. Like who all in this game has been on their podcast. And like, (laughs) who do you know? Who have you talked to? And I'm like, and then. So I, half the time I think they think I'm just making stuff up, but yeah. yeah so it, it
2: is cool to see you guys on those things. It's funny because like the the people at my work or whatever, they don't. I mean, obviously I'm friends with a few people for my work or whatever, and you know they see my racing, and but people that don't actually know anything about racing, when they see that stuff, like they don't really realize how big it is in a way, you know. So when that deal come about, that's what like really sparked their mind. They're like. You're in a video game, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, you know. And then, then it was like, then they went nuts. You know what I mean? and Then they was telling everybody. Like, I was getting text messages from people at work, and they're like, "Man, that's freaking sweet! You're in a video game. I didn't know I worked with somebody like that." You know, and blah blah. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm so, the same so, guy like, I
0: was last week. You yeah, just exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's
2: funny because, yeah. like, you know, like I said, I'd be friends with a few of them, and I'd come in to work, and they'd be like, "Oh, I see you won over the weekend." Like, yeah, or like we went to Tennessee and won that five grand. And um, I came in, they're like, do you always race for that much money? I'm like, no, not very often. They're like, (laughs) so, you know, like, that's a huge win for you? I was like, yeah, that's pretty big. They're like, oh, we just thought you raised for, like, trophies. I was like, no. (laughs) No. It feels like it sometimes. You didn't tell them what cost you
1: 15 grand to win that (laughs) fight. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No.
2: No, I did not. Oh.
0: So, you know, looking ahead, hey, what what are the goals for this year? I mean, obviously, you know, the weather's not played well with us so far, but it looks like we're getting ready to hit the ground running pretty good. So yeah. what are the goals for this year?
2: Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, e- for easy terms, I guess it'd be like, you know, more or less sky's the limit at this point. But um, obviously, you know, I'm still going to run my modified a lot and more, more than the late model because, like I had said before, you know, Tater and them are still building cars, so, you know, they can't leave and run every single weekend which works great for me and this in a whole is this ride was great you know because it it works around my my modified schedule and you know I can still run what I want to run as far as the mod goes and um but I do know that you know that they had talked like they they do want to run the dream and which you know to me would be unreal you know I would and do it in a heartbeat nonetheless you know no matter the outcome just to say I did it you know and um I'm sure we'll run maybe the North South or something like that. Just, just some everything local is, that makes sense. You know, I mean, as far as the modified goes, I'm, I'll travel out and about here and there. And that it's just much easier for me to travel on that. Cause you know, obviously we all know what we're getting into as far as the modified goes. And, you know, we can, we know what we need to do at each racetrack or whatever. And so as far as the late model goes, we'll just run fairly local with it and, and run some of the bigger shows and, um, just just play it by ear at this point, you know. Obviously, like I said, they're still building cars, so they they can't you know be leaving mm-hmm. all the time. Well, why don't you take a, a moment
0: here though to um, you know thank your sponsors and everybody that helps you get to the track and all those
2: all those people, even that tire guy that yeah. sent us some videos. Yeah, I, I got you know, like I said before, I have some great people behind me, you know. And obviously, as I stated before, first and foremost, my grandparents. If it wasn't for my my grandmother Bev and my grandfather Joe none of this would be possible. I mean, they've, they have stuck their neck out for me for so many years and just never gave up and, and, you know, pushed me to be better and, and wanted me to see me do better. You know what I mean? So, um, and my parents, you know, they've raised me up as, to be as, like you said before, humble as I can and, and always, you know, appreciate everything everybody does for me. And, um, you know, I have great sponsors on my car, Matt and Amy Basham with stainless craft and, um, you know, like I said before, my father-in-law, uh, Brad Wick, um, I gotta thank Craig Christian, um, with Able Air Heating and Cooling. You know, last year we had some motor trouble and, and he, you know, he had a brand new car from Nick and he kept me afloat, him and his father and, and Justin. And, you know, we won some couple races for them and it was really neat cause, you know, Craig doesn't, you know, he doesn't have any kids. And so he stuck me in his car and we won and I remember him crying in victory lane, you know what I mean? So that was, that was awesome for me, but, um you know, like I said, you know, Craig, and then, um, I got to think Jarrett's shock service, uh, Ryan Rose. Now he does a lot for me and you know, elite chassis, you know, Nick is Nick's one of the biggest reasons why I've obviously had some good success in the modified world. And his father, Daryl's, you know, builds all my motors and, um, Matt Watson does all my wraps and, and night out design with Dylan Braddy and, um, rich Poe with Valvoline, they helped me out a lot. And, just everybody that has a helping hand in our on our race car you know fast shaft pat fagan um just there's so many people that have really never you know always given me a chance and like i said you know i don't get to run 50 60 races a year but you know and you know they've they've supported me along the way rather i run 20 or you know 50 races whatever you know so i'm very thankful for them and you know like i said before tater and jeryl and jim beeman and and all the McCarter family, you know, it's all a big group effort and, um, you know, they've stuck their neck out for me with, with everything they do and, and really put a lot of trust into me.
0: You know, you bring up Jim Beeman. I just want to say this, we, we joked earlier about, you know, sometimes if you, if you don't know Tater, you'd think that, you know, he, he's a hard ass, but if you don't know Jim Beeman, you do think he's a hard ass because Jim, Jim is, and I love (laughs) Jim. Jim's one of the best guys, but, and once you know him, he is, but you know, Jim is one of those guys that he, he doesn't look happy until you talk Uh, to him.
2: Yeah. Cause, cause I remember when we was at, when we was at Florence for that fall 50 and you know, we go out and we suck like right off the rip. And I'm like, Oh God, because Jim and Jensen was there, you know, so Jim was hanging out with Jensen and I kept asking him, I was like, Hey, what, what's Jim thinking, you know, like, is he all right? Or like, is he ready to kill me over yeah. there with his arms? <laughs> crossed. Yeah. Oh, that's that's, that's, that's <laughs> always him, man. Yeah. And then we go to atomic and then, you know, run pretty good there. And, but, you know, and like, you know, Jim told me the other day is he's having fun again. And I think, you know, I think at first, everybody comes into a situation where they're at some point where they're really not having fun. You know what I mean? And he told me the other day, he's like, I'm having fun again. You know what I mean? And it's, it all, it all plays you know well together because you know like i said my grandfather and tater and then my grandfather and jim you know they all get together well so they have their little powwow at the racetrack and we get to do you yeah. know, what we love you know what i mean so it all works out great but um, like i said i've 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 been very blessed with with great people behind me and you know just like i said before if i make it somewhere i do if i don't you know, I don't, I, I, it's every man's dream, obviously, or every racer's dream to be able to make it somewhere in the racing world. And like I said, if I don't, I don't, but you know, I tried. So. Well, and this is the thing too. And, and I will say this about, about
0: Jim Beeman, you know, he is a guy too that, what well, we talked about earlier, your humility, your appreciation that goes amen, yeah, a, absolutely. a million yeah. miles for, yeah. for Jim Beeman and, and um and man when he thinks you truly appreciate what he's doing and you you're on board with him he'll he'll bend over backwards for you but the other thing i'll say is you know you when you talk about you know everybody wants to get to that level and, yeah. and get the chance but you know the crazy thing right now with Bristol being dirt like we were talking beforehand you know the the biggest excitement about this weekend is Jonathan Davenport's going to be in a truck in yeah. a car.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, mean,
0: I haven't and, heard and
1: racing Bulls gap.
0: Yeah, I haven't yeah. heard anybody talk <laughs> yeah. about, you know, half the NASCAR guys. I, mean, yeah. I and I love my guy Chase Briscoe. I don't want to knock him, but even when he announced he was going to be back in a truck for Bristol, it was almost overshadowed. I'm like, "But Chase, you know Davenport's going to be there like Yeah, and
2: <laughs> you know, and Tyler Tyler's going to be back in a, in a truck as yeah. well. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's well, so you also got to think back when Blomquist got in the truck for Kyle Rush. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't real pretty. You know. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It was funny because, um, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but they had that, uh, they had that interview with Kyle the other day and he was talking about that. He's like, yeah, we had Scott in our truck, which didn't turn out great. He said. And then, you know, <laughs> then he kept on going, he can't, he I don't can't know whose idea was at to, all. To unhook the sway bars out of that thing. You <laughs> yeah. know? Oh, I'm sure it was Scott. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Scott came in and goes, here's what we need to do. Yeah. <laughs>
0: this will work.
2: <laughs> yeah. But like I said, nonetheless, I'm, mm-hmm. I appreciate you guys, you know, for everything you do for our sports, you know, as far as the throttle podcast and dirt Two media, you know, you, you guys do a lot. I mean, just like, you know, I seen Ryan post on Facebook the other day, you know, his Bristol experience. And, and, you know, he seemed like he was down in the dumps. But, you know, nonetheless, you guys do a lot for the sport. And it's, it's local-wise, you know what I mean? And even, even national-wise, I mean, it goes a long way. There's this day and age, it, the amount of, coverage we have in this sport is unreal and I think it's grown this sport to be huge.
0: You know and I appreciate that and it, and it's I got to yeah. give a huge shout out to Ryan. I Man, Ryan is a, a Ryan's a nut um, in the sense that I I laugh all the time. Half the time I get a text message and it's like hey we picked up a series in Arizona we got a series in Oklahoma. We got a series and I'm like I go back through my text I'm like dude I, I can't keep up with where we even <laughs> yeah. are um And like I said earlier, you know, my, my life's gotten busy with our other, our other ventures. And, um but man, he's, he's got such a vision with it. And, and, you know, the best thing about him and it's something that we agreed on when we kind of got together was we're not going to be afraid, man. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. a lot like we, I've never drove, but to me, it's the same as you, I'm going to put this on the high side and I'm going to see if it sticks and yeah. it's last lap and turns three and four and it's either going to work or it's checkers yeah. or wreckers. And, uh, that's kind of how we operate as a business model. It's not the most profitable business model all the time, but we've gotten the opportunity to do some really cool stuff. So I appreciate you saying that, but Adam, I will say this again, man, we're, we're at an hour in here, so we're going to wrap up. But, um, man, I, I I just want to reiterate the amount of respect I have for you as a driver and an individual, man. And, um, you know, we appreciate you, you're, you're, you've got two big fans right oh, here. Absolutely, um, I appreciate it. Yeah. I'm always one that's, that's cheering for you and, uh, really appreciate you coming down and being in studio with us and getting the chance to hang out and talk. And, uh, man, we wish, wish you the best of luck. And this is the best of the world for me because big fan of Tater and Geraldine and masters yeah. built. And, uh, all the guys over there, and so now you being in that car, uh, I get to be a pretty big '68 uh, yeah. late model
2: fan. Yeah, I, I I think you guys played a big factor in that. You know, obviously when you know we interviewed, Howard, you know, it was like four years ago or whatever you now. So a long time. What number was he? I don't know. I, I need to look. I know it was when COVID was going on, and I think it would have had to have been nineteen, two thousand nineteen. Yeah, it would have been two thousand nineteen. Uh, it would have been, I That's guess, sweet. the beginning of nineteen. Yeah, around that area, but yeah, I remember, you know, obviously you guys, you know, had had mentioned, as far as someone, then <laughs> you said someone with deep pockets wanted to put me in a car, you know, let's let's do it, but, you know, like I said, this stuff goes a long way, and and I truly think as far as a driver, these right here go a long way, in my opinion, and i don't, you know, some others sitting at home may think they don't. I mean, right. maybe some people don't want to hear you ramble on, but. The truth comes out, you know what I mean, as, as far as the way you see things and your opinion on things. and Because, like, stuff like this, you're going to reach 200 people. You know what I mean? We, you're not going to have a circle of 200 people sitting to you, you know what I mean, listening to you at the racetrack. People's going to make a connection with yeah. you, too. And then,
1: like, next time I see him at the racetrack, I'm going to root for him because I kind of yeah. know him now. Yeah, exactly. You know?
2: I mean, and obviously you talk to Bailey. I mean, she'll tell you right <laughs> now that. I can talk all day long, you know, I, mean, I don't care, but.
1: Well, me and the wife already have our tickets and camp spot for the dream, so we'll definitely be over there to reach yep. you on live, yep. and I'll come down to the pits, and we'll we'll look you up, man. And, yeah, and, hopefully
2: everything pans out for that, I man. I'm really excited, because obviously, you know, my grandfather, you know, they the history they had at Eldora, as far yeah, we as yeah. winning the world, and, and all that kind of stuff, so it'd be, and I know it's not the world, but it's, it's the dream, so I mean, if we had some good success, or even just to make it, like I said, I'm nonetheless i'll i get to say i, I did it that's exactly you know, ran it,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, you were episode eighty five it was uh april twenty third twenty twenty so uh it was All right in yep. right in the height yeah you uh you were sandwiched by Rico and um Bobby Pierce, so, yep. so a couple uh <laughs> it was a pretty good three episode run right there with that yep. uh but yeah, so now this is episode one forty seven so uh coming back around a little bit yeah, uh you. Yep. But no, Adam, man, best of luck this weekend. Um, you know, we'll be there cheering you on. And uh uh anytime you want to come down and hang out, you're more than welcome. I appreciate it, man. All right. Thank you guys. And we'll be back in two weeks. Uh don't know who yet. Gonna try and get that P3 guy back down after I was sick and had to cancel on him. Uh, mm-hmm. but um I don't know if he's returning my phone calls or not right now. I'll have to. I have to check, so uh, going to try and get him down here. But uh, so we'll be back in two weeks and uh, back on Wednesday night. So thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you soon.